Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laughs along the way. In this episode, a hair transplant to remove your scars. A common heart medication repurposed for anger management. Your old acne cream is now being used for your arthritis. Is the love hormone a lie? The recipe for super antioxidants, coffee plus milk. Who would have thunk it? Plus a few helpful tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalaboudis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Kinetic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Chalaboudis, with my good friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg, who is right over here saying, hello, everyone. Uh, what do you want to talk about today, Mark? Something exciting. Something that makes the episode the hit of the listener's day. Well, I heard from the last episode that... Silence is golden, so maybe we could just not say anything for 35 minutes. Silence is worth its weight in gold. And there we have it. How about a car so clever it will insult you? (laughs) How much is it going to cost me? Ah, maybe your dignity. Ford has uh, a new technology they've patented. To keep your car from scraping a curb ever again. And the way it does this, because there have been some that simply if you were too close wouldn't let you open the door, let's say if you were going to bang it into a fire hydrant. Uh, or if the door, the curb was high and the door was low, wouldn't, let, wouldn't open it. But, uh, oh, no, and the more common one that's actually you can buy on a Rolls Royce, I think, is if the car is still moving, you can't open the door. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if you're a high-powered, you know, uh, executive of some giant company and you're being kidnapped and you want to jump out of the car you while can. it's moving, nope. Safety feature. <laughs> They're going to ruin a lot of detective shows. Yep. But... Ford decided this is not enough. Ford decided to put mix all these sensors. The car already has like video cameras, sonar, radar. Uh, it, it, it had several other sensors they were putting in for ups and downs, pressure. Uh, and it will not just look that you're too close to something where you would swing the door into it. It will look at the curb and decide, uh, let's say, because sometimes like you open the door, someone gets in, the car goes down and kabooms into the ground, or you can't really shut it, or you're scraping it when you shut it. So the car will judge the weight of the person coming and decide, uh uh-uh, not letting that person in, the car will sink too low, the door will bottom out, will hit something, can't shut, or won't fit in the door opening because you can't open the door all the way. Wait, so it won't let you open the door because it's determining that you're too heavy. So it is insulting you. It's looking at me and going, you barely fit those pants. You ain't coming in. 
Aha. Now, it doesn't tell you your weight. It's nice about that. But it estimates. And, of course, now you got to figure, can you override it? What if somebody... Uh, what if you got a fairly full car that really can't have another large adult? Not, not even talking gigantic. And they are actually bringing a package to you to open the door and take in. Or a baby to hand into the car to put in. But the car's looking at the person bringing it and won't open up. Yeah, I guess like many of these new technologies and automated features, there's still a lot to be worked out. And I'm sure what happens if you've crashed and you're trying to squeeze out and it says, I ain't opening the door. You're too close to whatever. Yeah, at some point there's got to be some kind of automated shutoff. And to be honest, it's probably this feature probably cost like one of those, oh, well, it'd be an extra $5,000 to put it in your car. So I don't want it. And it's something else when you, when there's an accident or something, a big expensive repair to put this system back together. Yeah, there's a lot of sensors. So, you know, good idea of protecting people from themselves when it comes to dinging and dang in the car. But uh, I don't know how practical it is to practice or in practice to have this. Now, now the question is, is the feature that when it is available, are they telling you and saying that it's, you know, is it an add on or are they just going to forcibly put it in your car? And something I have to pay for, then find a way to turn off if I can. Mm. The uh, and, and now that it's watching all this, uh, I'm wondering when you rent the car for two years and you hand it in, are they going to go over the whole thing and say, hmm? So, uh, well, how many times did you paint over this thing? Because the car says that uh, you were mean to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're charging you for a new suspension because the car says you were carrying... Uh, you were way too fat during the time period of owning the car. So yeah. <laughs> This this uh, car was not built to carry the offensive line of your local professional football team. <laughs> the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life. And the procedure, the process, is its own reward. Amelia Earhart. Can hair transplant help you get rid of scars? Are you saying you want the scars to be hair today, gone tomorrow? Ooh. I mean, I have plenty of scars on my legs. I'm playing college sports. Could... Could we get rid of those? Uh, so I could be the, the leg model I always dreamed to be? Funny you should ask. It just so happens that it has been tested and proven that if you transplant hair follicles near a scar, you can actually improve it. Now, number one, right when there is a wound, uh, I guess areas with hair follicles tend to heal better and you can transplant the hair follicles and basically they seem to activate certain growth hormones certain cellular activities uh i guess it's uh, in order to feed themselves they make the entire area better and these certain things will heal certain damage won't be as bad the scars tend to have very thin uh, s surface layers it thickens them to be more closer to normal skin so in many ways it can improve it 
and you can transplant it as we said, so their question is now, there are certain areas that might have a scar, like you have a scar on your forehead, you really don't want to start having hair transplants into your forehead. <laughs> uh, well, temporary. You can and, just, and I'm yeah. talking too high for the eyebrow, too low for the hairline. Um, so they want to find if they can find a way to do what the hair follicle does, send all those chemical uh, signals around to get better blood flow, to get uh, certain things activated and growth hormones, that they could achieve the same effect without actually uh, giving you a ne- Neanderthal-like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Furry, far, furry forehead. Well, I mean, uh, assuming in the short term they couldn't, you know, isolate the exact cocktail that those hair follicles are creating. I mean, if you had a really bad scar somewhere that would be awkward to have hair, it's a temporary hair transplant, right? And then you could kind of maybe have electrolysis to remove the hair after scar sealed. Now, I think... Uh, Billion bald guys are sitting going, I want the opposite. Could scarring cause the hair to grow? Now, there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Actually, they, there's no hair follicles really, you know, they see, there's no hair follicles found on scar tissue specifically in the scarred area. But the, like you did say, the area, if an, if an area becomes scarred, that's usually by hair follicles, it does heal faster. I think, though, that they now have the idea for a movie sequel, Hairface. Mm, Hairface. Sounds like uh, the name of a very bad Batman villain. Hmm. Well, uh, you were much more threatening when it was a scar. (laughs) (laughs) The Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. With benefits like stress and anxiety relief that doesn't knock you out. So get on with your day with Renew in liquid or gel caps. Visit KineticLife.com now and try it. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com right now. So I'm a big fan of, of repurposed drugs. And that sounds actually terribly wrong, but <laughs> medication that they had developed for one purpose and that ends up leading to the benefit elsewhere. A well-known one for this is actually Viagra. Viagra was not specifically made for helping you have a four-hour erection, uh, but it was made for reducing um, prostate swelling, right, Mark? No, originally it was a being tested for blood pressure. Oh, blood pressure, yeah. But basically the... Uh, and I've never seen this explained, but the idea was it was going to open vessels. It was it was supposed to be lowering the pressure, but sometimes things have a different local effect than they have systemic. If you want to lower pressure, if you make vessels wider down here, you'll lower the pre- less pressure, less blood will go up. But in a constricted area, widening the vessels can bring more blood. That could be what you want. So it was working backwards. Uh it, by the way, it worked way better 40 years ago in the blood pressure experiments than it actually really has. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I was saying, repurposing drugs, but in this situation, it wasn't you know blood pressure medication that now helps you get erections, uh, but beta blockers, which are uh, known to help people with irregular heartbeats, um, helping as a potential... 
medication to reduce violent and aggressive behavior. Okay, so that makes me mad. I don't want the uh, heart medicine to take away the uh, aggressive part that I might need in day-to-day living. <laughs> well, I think the average individual is pretty aggressive these days to begin with. So a little beta blockers uh, around might not be a bad thing to calm everyone down. Well, they actually, uh, and I didn't know some of this, so this was interesting. I knew some of it, but uh, the beta blockers, and this we both knew, they work all over the body in general. So it's, you know, most people who are know from one thing in heart medications. And originally, originally it was just specifically for angina, uh, but it has grown to be used for anxiety and PTSD. And a very specific one, propanolol, has been used by some performers for stage fright. And huh. this one I did not know offhand, but uh, some athletes started using it. Not only, I guess, if they get nervous, but it calms down tremors. And in 2008, a double gold medalist was stripped of his medals because he was tested positive for beta blockers, which were considered a performance-enhancing drug because it was so useful for doing this. Uh, I guess for, like, archery or something? Like I have no clue. I don't know if I'd want to uh, be the one to take the medals away from an archer. I ain't turning my back on him walking away. Just saying you wouldn't want a beta blocker if you're doing like the sprinter or something like that. You never know. And, you know, again, if you're talking also a lot of team sports, you don't want to be jittery if you're shooting baskets or passing a hockey puck or whatever either. So anything that needs some discipline or accuracy... Uh, but some people, just even for running, if they're too nervous before they run, they're not going to get a good start. Uh, that's true, but you still want your heart functional. Uh. Well, in any case, uh, before we deep dive into uh, the wide, wide world of sports and the ignominy of defeat, uh, we can talk that they found here that... For, for felons who part of their uh, motivation for felony is psychiatric disorders, uh, that when they were using this, I guess, anti-anxiety, uh, it uh, lowered their uh, arrests for violent crime by something like 13%. So we could... All parolees on violent crime are have a... Forced only if they had a psychiatric disorder uh, causing we their could violence. Just give it, it to didn't them say anyway. any randomly violent uh, uh, impulse. Forced to take beta blockers and Valium. So, so Kinetic Renew has anti-anxiety, anti-stress uh, action, and hey, maybe we could have it's a new superhero, a bottle with a cape. Going around, calming down the violent impulses of uh, Gotham City's seedy underbelly. Learning never exhausts the mind. 
Leonardo da Vinci. Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Will Rogers. It is far better to be alone than in bad company. George Washington. Can your old acne medication help your newfound arthritis? I believe that not only can your acne medicine do it, but some of that medicine you've been using for the heartbreak of psoriasis can do it. So, isn't it great to have a repurpose in life? That's a good way of looking at it, Mark. So, it seems that retinoic acid, said slowly, retinoic acid, uh, synthesized by the ALDH1A2 gene, uh, when it's low, because that gene's not active enough, among other things like your skin trouble might be related, it can cause arthritis. Increase in infl- inflammation. So what they found out is talerazole, which inhibits the metabolism of the retinoic acid, so it lasts longer. So it's as if you made more if you just keep uh, what you have in stock. And it reduced the knee cartilage damage and the inflammation in mice with knee injuries. Ah, yeah. It helps oh, so originally for treatment of uh, acne, and I've heard of retinoic acid being put in uh, other skin treatments. Uh, but yeah, it improves psoriasis, skin conditions, in this case, inflammatory cartilage-based uh, injury. So is, would it be something that I would want to take after a sporting event, in which case I might have shred some cartilage? It sounds like it might have a use, but again, whenever we get to things like these, consult your own physician. Oh, come on. No fun, Mark. Sometimes self-medication is, is, you know. Now, one good thing about repurposed drugs is when we have a drug that we say they're testing to see if it does this, uh, it might do what you want, but it also might, oh, kill you or some worse side effect. The, uh, when it's repurposed, we already know that at least it's safe. Uh, and we know, you know, have experience with how much can be taken. And so it doesn't have to go through such safety tests, even when it comes to testing it for how effective it is. Uh, it's a lot less worrisome when you know we can test it and whether it works or not, it's not dangerous. I mean, what you knew was, yeah, you said it, it's not dangerous because it's been tested at least for different area I guess the only problem is sometimes you're repurposing is a, a dosage adjustment right sometimes also what if, what if the, you put it topically on the skin and this is being taken orally or injected into the knee in the knee's case or a suppository ooh so I mean they're all different factors but in general <laughs> when you see research being done on repurposing a drug if it works it could be available a lot faster than if it's a brand new thing that might need years. It's it's already in the market. You, you pretty much just need the research to show the FDA that it, it and and or the insurance companies to be willing to pay for it for a different condition. Those darn insurance companies. I, I'd love to know the insurance companies these mice use because they seem to get everything first. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always work out for their benefit though. The uh, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. 
If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. Napoleon Hill. Ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. Samuel Beckett. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The realist adjusts the sails. William Arthur Ward. Mark, what is love? Mama said love is like a box of chocolates. Oh, that could be the oxytocin that's released when you have the chocolates. We have thought that for a long time, but now research is questioning. Is oxytocin really the love drug? (sighs) Oh, don't say it's not... Well, chocolate is still good either way, and I do know for a fact that one thing we, about oxytocin is it makes you love chocolate. But when we also, oxytocin, it's a big part because when you start saying like a drug or hormone or something can do something about emotions, you have to be very specific. And there are different types of love, you know, and what oxytocin, it's not talking about like lust and certain types of affection. It is talking about long-term bonding. And it was Mm. thought, and one of the things, we've talked about this before, that was thought is, let's say when a relationship ends, and let's say from one participant's view, it ended abruptly and suddenly and without due cause, (laughs) there's actually almost like a uh, climbing the walls uh, from quitting a drug that you need more. And the only source you can eat, really, chocolate will increase oxytocin levels. And there are people who don't normally like chocolate or even people who have problems with chocolate who suddenly eat chocolate. So it really did seem to be... uh, you're doing that. And nobody is quite ready to say it doesn't at all. It's just not the be-all and end-all they thought it was. Ah, so you can't use chocolate to fill a void? A hole? Well, speaking of filling a void, they were using uh, prairie voles. And don't prairie voles kind of dig into the ground and have a hole and fill a void? Yeah, they're small rodents, but also one of the few species that are considered to pair bond and be monogamous. They mate for life. Mate for life. So, uh, in any case, so they thought they were a good test case. They thought if they they bred some prairie voles uh, not to have oxytocin receptors, so they thought that maybe they wouldn't be so monogamous. And that wasn't the case. They thought, because it's also in the parenting bond, they thought Mm -hmm. they might not be such good parents. Couldn't find any difference. Uh, It is also considered to have a large part in uh, milk production. And they thought that they wouldn't uh, be able to properly nourish the newborns. And they found a very small but noticeable drop. Thing is, according to their models, it should have been impossible, should have stopped completely. So the noticeable drop is saying, yeah, it has something to do with it. But did someone say it's not the be-all and end-all? 
Yeah, so that I, was they very said, wise. Exactly. That I think it's one piece to a much more complex puzzle. But as long as it's a piece to the puzzle, I will continue to have faith in chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. <laughs> Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Robert Louis Stevenson. When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. Helen Keller. How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And Frank. Is adding your milk and creamer to to your coffee making it better for you? I'm sure it is. Otherwise, why do so many people do it? They wouldn't do it just because it tastes better that way. I think most people are doing it for, for taste, though, Mark. Let's, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Mm. I mean, dark coffee has a nice bitter note, which I enjoy, but now considering using milk based off of this or, or some sort of creamer based off this most recent study, which is showing that the powerful antioxidants in milk, I mean, uh, powerful antioxidants in the coffee. And polyphenols. And so polyphenols are enhanced by the addition of uh, dairy proteins, right? Protein? Yes, it did. And it seemed that uh, they had two different mechanisms because they didn't really kind of say it does it two ways. But as they're talking, they kind of switched gears in the article. But number one, it seems to be saying that it... Uh, Makes them much more effective at blocking, at l- controlling inflammation, handling immune cells, regulating stuff, uh, compared to the polyphenols alone. But they also said that these polyphenols are much harder to absorb and milk the protein bonds to them instantly. You could actually use it with other sources of polyphenol. Uh, oh, it's like a fruit smoothie or um, even just yogurt and fruit. Right. Um, so, or if you're having like types of tea with real polyphenols and you're not British who likes uh, milk in it. Let's say you're American and you like lemon. But, oh, who knows if you're having some cheese. Ah, so even that simple interaction in your mouth or stomach would make it better? The, the proteins will bind with it right there. Mm. Or bond. Bind or bond. Kind of mean the same thing, but which is correct here. Uh, and that makes it more easily protected and absorbed and used. Interesting. So it's it's all aspects of integrating Dairy protein and high antioxidant compounds. Tea, coffee, berries. Mm. 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 Berries and cream. Berry cream. Berries and cream. Mm. All of a sudden, the strawberry rhubarb pie with lots of ice cream and whipped cream is a health food. Yeah. Well, I knew it. There's, I knew it all along. There's antioxidants in cocoa powder in chocolate mm. so I need the scoop of ice cream on the brownie another reason to love chocolate antioxidants it'll, it'll be healthier for me 
Very interesting. And uh, I guess so the, the British did it, the British and, and Indians did it right with uh, the the milk and the their tea. Something to consider. Um, and I, I guess I'll be using some sort of creamer next time in my coffee. And I'm getting myself a Dodge or a Chevy because when I eat all this chocolate to be healthy, I don't need my Ford thing. It won't open the door. <laughs> but I was waiting for a car. I refused to let you in. Mm-mm. You're just trying to determine the levels of oxytocin that could be adjusted through the copious amounts of chocolate that you had to consume and you had to wash it down with ice cream, obviously. With ice cream, it's not just for breakfast anymore. All right, well, as we go consume copious amounts of food, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you again for joining us. I hope you all had fun today. And as always, if you have any comments or um, topics you'd like for us to discuss, please reach out to us at podcast at kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-Q, life.com. Uh, share, subscribe, like, uh, send it to your, share with your friends, your parents, your neighbor, yell out the window. We'll take anything. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm your host, Mike Shalavudis. And I'm the rest of the podcast cast, Maul Kurtzberg. <laughs> Enjoy, everyone, and until next time, bye. Bye-bye. The Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-ounce shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long- and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew, and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) It's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit KineticLife.com today. Log on now and use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's 30% off your order when you use promo code POD1. KineticLife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com. Do it now. You're going to love Kinetic Renew. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. Oh, and there's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.